Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. It must be so cool if you could sing. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys can sing and I, I can sing like I'm a good character singing. Like I, I would be the, I'm like the character guy in a musical where I'm like, Hey, how you doing? I'm going to talk my song. You know, like, you know, you know, the songs in musicals where it's like, they don't really sing it. They talk it. They're like, I'm going to talk my song and it's going to be cool. <laughs> What's up, you guys? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Friday. We have made it. It has been a week, you guys. It has been a week, and this is my last podcast of the week, and I am so excited to have a drink after this uh, and and to, to potentially chill. Uh, it has been a big week, and I cannot wait to share with you guys everything that has been going on. Um, and I, I, you know what? I, don't, I, 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 it's so weird. My my thought process on when good things happen to me or, you know, like I just don't trust it. Yeah. I, I, I've talked about this on other, uh, I think earlier this week, but I just don't. So I, I guess I'm going to wait till like a year in for one of the, this deal. And then I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you sooner rather than that. It looks, uh, it looks really good. And I'm just, it is just so weird in my head that I just can't accept when good things happen. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, my therapist will have a field, I mean, has a field day with this. Um, how are you guys? Are you guys good? I don't, I have, I feel like I haven't even talked to you and I talk to you guys every day. Um, today, California girls, that's the theme. We are keeping up with the Kardashians. We are doing a full recap and I got to tell you, I kind of liked, I, 
I don't know if something's wrong with me. I don't know if I'm sick. Maybe I have COVID again, but I kind of liked parts of tonight's episode. And I just, I don't, I, I took my temperature anally, of course, and it's, it, it's the right temp. Um, but I, there were, there were parts of this. I liked you guys. There was a, almost parts that where I was touched, where I laughed, like Kim and Courtney got into it and Kim like laid Courtney out. And I love when that happens. Um, it, it kind of had a lot of, I mean, it really, and it had a fake plot line too, which you kind of appreciate with shows like keeping up with the Kardashians. The, the, the fact that they will keep hitting you with that fake storyline tonight was a, a Tristan and Chloe. Tristan and Chloe are getting a lot of fake storylines. And I think Tristan was just like, Hey, um, if Chloe will take me back, I'll literally do anything that you guys give to Scott usually. And they'll be like, Oh, okay, cool. So you'll do the fake UFO thing and you'll do the, you know, like he's game for anything, which also just means he's definitely cheating again. It's kind of a, haven't we all noticed it's a little quiet on the Tristan cheating front? It was a huge story and now it's kind of disappeared. You always got to wonder why stories disappear. You always got to question that. And this is, I'd much rather question why pop culture stories disappear rather than any kind of conspiracy theories. Uh, Conspiracy theories and celebrities and pop culture go hand in hand. I know I was talking about that earlier this week with Sophie Ross on Monday. By the way, I, I think we had a hell of a week on this show again. Sophie on Monday... Uh, on Tuesday, we had DJ Nicole Rosé, who I just thought was great from The Big Shot with Bethany, which, by the way, the final episodes of Big Shot airs tonight on HBO Max, if you guys are keeping up with that show. Uh, and then Wednesday, I had a solo recap of Real Housewives of New York. Hey, pat on the back to me, huh? What a, I, I was a great guest. I really, I knocked one out of the park. I actually really, I, I dug talking about that solo. So I decided, uh, I said this yesterday on the Patreon, I am going to be doing solo recaps of New York. If that's your thing, come on over. It's five bucks a month. Uh, I guess you can cancel after a month, whatever, you know, so it's always there. I think there's over 120 episodes of podcasting I've done over on the Patreon as well. That's not on the main feed. Okay, enough commercial. Thank you guys. Well, one, one more commercial. Thank you guys for leaving all of the, the reviews. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't, five star on Apple Podcasts really helps me out. And by the way, uh, when I tell you everything, it really does help me out. Um, this, this deal that I think might be going through, it really helped. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot do any of this without you. And I'm very aware of that. Um, but anyways, yeah, pop culture and conspiracy, I think goes hand in hand, but you have to question when something is such a hot button news item, TMZ daily mail covering it every day. And all of a sudden it just disappears and, and pop culture moves so fast that we just go on to the next thing. We just go on to Beverly Hills is premiering. Okay, I'll forget about Tristan cheating. We that's just how our human minds are are wired nowadays. Everything is moving so quickly. I was reading a um a Hollywood reporter um the other day and was talking about like the industry in the 80s and it was just so much simpler. It was so easy. Like, I feel like we could go to the 80s right now and knock shit out of the park. I mean, we're so used to so many images, so much audio, so many things inundated in our heads. And we just kind of, I mean, let alone our personal lives. And we just keep up with all of it. That's wild. In the 80s, it was so much simpler. I mean, I mean, think about it though. Oh my God. I, last night I got, (laughs) do you guys ever think about like, 
technology today, even just things like your, your glasses, your seeing glasses. I was like, what about in the old, the, like, do you guys ever think about like in the Western days, like old West and like, what happens when, like, I hate to say this, as you get older, your vision, uh, decreases. It's not as good. And you get glasses or contacts or LASIK. What did fucking cowboys do? Were they just wandering around the desert getting lost all the time at a certain age? He's like, I, I swear it was right there. You know, I've been going in the wrong direction for the last 30 days, I guess. Um, that's probably how they discovered California. But don't you ever think about that? Were they just fucked? Like, were people that, like, eye issues just, like, at a certain point accepted they couldn't see their family? Like, literally? Like, I know you're there. I hear you. You're just a big blob to me. But I was thinking about, like, these the technology and what we're, we're able to do and things. It's made our life so much easier. But at the same time, it's added so many complications. And if you want to look to a family especially that it's caused complications for, as well as insane riches. It is the Kardashians. See, did you see how I brought that back around, you know? Uh, but yeah, we see on tonight's, you know, it's it's given them so much, but it's taken away from them so much. So next time, as I always say, when you're sitting in your 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 little your little apartment or your house or, you know, and you're, you're saying, I wish I could be rich like the Kardashians, like, you know, no, you're doing great. You're doing better than them. I'm telling you, you're doing better than them. You know, I mean, their kids also make fun of them, which I'm assuming your kids probably make fun of you guys too. But I'm telling you, I mean, I have not seen on TMZ any of my listeners, husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, uh, cheating stories. I've not seen any of you guys have TMZ cheating stories. And right there, that's a win. That's a huge win. Um, so one story I wanted to real talk about briefly, and I'll probably talk about this a little bit more on Monday. Oh, um, is that, uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. So that kind of got overshadowed last night because of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere, but it was like a really kind of good reunion. And Jennifer Aiden, I can't put my button on it. I can't tell if I love her or hate her. And I don't think she's right in a lot of instances, but a lot of instances she does. But there is something that she is so proud of herself and, and stands up for herself in such a way when you get, you really get her going. She's very in control. She can be very cutting with her words. Uh, like she, you know, she was even just saying like, Hey, Miriam Webster, where are you last night? Like she does these things that I think are kind of genius. And I, I really, I think I'm a Jennifer Aiden fan, but I'm not, I'm on the fence. Like, I don't dislike anybody. Like I don't dislike Melissa Gorga. I know. And I don't get the Melissa Gorga hate. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I, I really, I mean, like, Teresa barely can, like, speak. She barely can form words. And we're all Teresa, like, Giudici stands. But why? Just because she was on there the first season? And I know she's gone through a lot. But, I mean, at this point, we all have. I mean, I feel like Melissa deserves to be there just as much as Teresa at this point. And at this point, the fact that we're still getting that 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 by rote thing of, like, you're on here because of your sister. Yeah, so what? It's been, like, 10 years now. Do you like me? I'm here to stay. She's not going anywhere, folks. And also you could say, ah, you know, it's Joey Gorga. Sure, that is a part of it. But I think Melissa is that great balancing act. You need somebody that's a little bit vanilla. But also let me point out that she did, I, to me, and I've said this multiple times, the fact that we had her trying to be a pop star for a couple seasons with her hit song on display, we saw her perform in concert, like in a concert at like 5 p.m. during the daylight with backup dancers. I mean, that's a gift from God. I still think about that. Remember when she had a home studio? 
studio and Joey Gorga paid to have like a like a hip hop producer come in and and J-Lo it up with her. I thought that was incredible. So I don't get the hate with her. Um, but I do want to talk. Um, I do want to say that that there was this. Uh, Instagram war, I guess there still is, between Jennifer and Melissa. And by the way, Jennifer Aiden last night said she was still not talking to her mom, which is so sad. But then she posted an Instagram today, and they are talking now. So miracles do happen. I was actually really happy about that. That seems like such an insane thing to have to go through, you know, to be to not to not be talking to one of your family members has to be so crazy. Oh my God, I just, I had to stop for a second because I was uh, texting with Maditza Lopez, who uh, you've heard on the Patreon and on this uh, podcast as well, but she does a lot of my really, uh, like my graphic designs for every day, like for the guests and stuff, she does, and she fucking knocks it out of the park. If you guys ever need graphic design work, she is literally the person to go to. It's just at Maritza, M-A-R-I-T-Z-A dot G-I-F. But we're going back and forth on this idea about finding Nemo and finding Kyle because of the plain fish that Garcelle has named Kyle. And we're going back and forth and I was going with notes and she's like, every note, she's like improving the note. That's what we used to say in like acting or something like that is that, you know, when you're redirected by a director or a casting director, it's like taking that note and then making it your own and making it better. And I feel like that's what she does when I give her notes. And it's just so invaluable. She is so invaluable to me and to this so bad it's good uh, thing that's happening. You know, so thank you, Maritza. I don't even know if she listens anymore, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so anyways, okay, so uh, really quick, I wanted to see the Instagram wars between uh, Melissa and Jennifer. And let me just read you their captions. So this was uh, the, the the night, the day of the premiere. Melissa goes, Tonight, Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion. I've been reading all your comments and I know how much you love this season. Believe me, we were on them for it being such a short one. We hear you. Notice I posted everyone except for one person who I feel is truly happy when family and friends are divided, which she means Jennifer, probably because she would throw her own mother under the bus for TV or if it would make Teresa happy. I've been on the show a long time and I know fake and conniving when I see it. When you don't come for someone at all and they are constantly trying to put you down and trying to cause rifts in your relationships, that's a huge red flag. And then she puts a red flag emoji because, you know. We didn't get it. Uh, and then she goes, Envy, baby, in all capitals. I love how Melissa tries to work in her store name every chance she gets. What an entrepreneur. Uh, they might want to try to be the fun, tipsy one like you, but they fail and just look sloppy. And then she has a little painting nails emoji. Lots of skeletons in the closet over there. I'm nice until I'm not. Pay attention, everyone. You will see it. I love you all. Thank you for your support. Always heart. And then, so Jennifer Aiden saw this and goes, take a good look at what unbothered look like, it looks like. And she posted a photo of her at the reunion. I'm on this show because of me, not because my sister-in-law or a more entertaining husband. My husband is a class act who respects women and would never stoop low for the cameras. I guess people envy what they don't have. I share real and authentic stories, not fake made up ones. And I see that some people are threatened by that. You can take your quote unquote sloppy comments and run with it. All you want, hold on to for dear life, you got all you want, hold on to it for dear life, you got nothing else. Your group is infested with a snake that talks behind all your backs and you're just salty. 
dot, dot, dot. And boring to boot. Boring to boot. That's like a t-shirt. Boring to boot. So careful with all that reach. You're going to pull a muscle. Um, And so, of course, she's also talking about Margaret. And supposedly Margaret's the one spreading a lot of these rumors. Amazing, right? That was amazing. Like, Melissa... I love Melissa throwing shade, but yeah, Melissa is not the character that's ever going to throw good shade. It's just not in her DNA, and that's fine. We need utility players in Housewives, guys. We can't have all gangbusters that are like sharp-tongued. It's good that some of them are not sharp-tongued. Some of them are not sharp-tongued. But Jennifer, man, she's good. Like that's what I'm saying. You throw a volley to her, she's gonna throw it back and make it even harder. Like, and that's. That is very, that's talent of some sort. We have to agree, right? That is talent. So congrats. I, I am keeping a tight eye. It's not even a thing, a tight eye, a watchful eye. I'm keeping a watch. I'm keeping a tight watchful eye on this Jennifer Melissa feud. We will be filling you in with any de- details that happen over the weekend on Monday. But how exciting, right? Like I love these housewife Instagram feuds. You just got to be careful. You can't have the feud eclipse the show. You can't have an IG or a Twitter feud eclipse the reunion. So with this, I mean, I like it, but I just feel if I feel like you guys that are not on IG or Twitter, which is like, God, you're, you must be having an amazing life because it really sucks up. It's a, it's a time suck. You don't know some of this amazing stuff happening, which is why, once again, I am pitching my show to Bravo of let me host the week in Bravo social media. And I swear to God, I know some of you guys out there are listening that are doing your own podcasts and all that thing. If you steal it, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. Expect a nasty Instagram post from that. Okay, you guys, let's get into Kardashians if we will, if we shall. We shall. I do not speak clearly today. Question mark. Uh, This is called uh, Season 20, Episode 9, Keeping Up With The Kids. That is the title. Also, by the way, last week we had uh, the revelation of Nori's Black Book, the popular Instagram and Twitter account. We found out it was uh, superstar Natalie Franklin, who has been on this podcast a couple of times. And I'm pleased to report that Natalie will be on So Bad It's Good next week. And we will get her firsthand experience with the Kardashians, and I, I was DMing with her, this, and I was just so, you guys heard last Friday, if you listened to the Kardashian recap, how flippin' excited I was, so I cannot wait to pepper her with questions about that experience, because, I mean, that's just rarefied air. When you have lunch with a Car- two Kardashians, that's just, I mean... I mean, I would settle for half. I would settle for Rob Kardashian. Like, you know what I'm saying? And to have Kim and Chloe, that's a dream team. Oh, uh, sorry. I just stopped to read an article I got sent. Uh, Craig Conover and Austin Kroll, who are both on Southern Charm, promise no bad times on Summer House Winter Charm. I guess the only bad time is the name of that show. Um, but that's awesome. Like Craig and Austin, uh, were surprisingly tight lipped on the new show, but Austin did say it's no secret that Craig and I like to go on trips to go snowboarding. And I've been talking to Kyle cook because I always take him out in Vermont. We have some back and forth. Like I will scorch you on the mountain. And he's like, yeah, right, bro. So finally we were like, let's get our friends together and go rip it. And I think it was the best decision that could have been made. We were like, let's go to your home mountain and have some fun. You know, if you ever catch me going, let's go to a mountain and rip it, just push me. Give me a hard shove, hopefully off whatever mountain I'm skiing down. But that is, uh, (laughs) thank you, Austin, for that. Hey, bro, rip it, rip it. Can you ice me, bro? Um, He also said, uh, you know, 
There were no bad times. He compared it to the Instagram lives he and Craig did routinely during the start of lockdown last spring, but with the added bonus of having a group of friends around well. You put a bunch of strong-headed people together and add alcohol and watch the fireworks go off, he said, succinctly describing nearly all of Bravo's programming. If given the opportunity to have one Summer House cast member join the cast of Southern Charm, Austin quickly chose Kyle. He cracks me up, and no slight to anyone else. Linz, love you. Carl, love you. Luke, I love you too. All the girls. Kyle's vibe and energy to me. I really resonated with him a lot. When asked if there was anyone else he resonated with, wink, wink, Austin said with a laugh, yeah, I resonated with a few people. God, he should have said, yeah, I resonated all over someone. (laughs) He also noted that it's been validating to have his podcast with Craig, Pillows and Beer, resonate with listeners and explained, hey, we're just having fun with it. And it's been the most amazing thing for me. It's an hour of being unfiltered and I can talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about, which is mostly nothing. Let's rip it, bro. He didn't say that, but, you know, um, I asked if he had anything to say to Dumois followers, and he said, Oh my God, the Dumois followers? I love you all. Stay tuned for next week's edition on Dumois. There's always something. I guess he's talking about the rumors that are popping up about him. Uh, When asked if he's kept him on best behavior, he's replied with a firm no, admitting that he also gets nervous when his name pops up in those Instagram stories, mostly because no one's ever like, Oh my God, I ran into Austin and he FaceTimed my mom and it was so great, which is a thing he promised me he does from time to time. In fact, rule number one on the summer house winter charm production was don't get COVID. But rule number two and three were essentially don't be a douchebag and don't end up on Dumois. <laughs> Craig have even told me that the spinoff show is everything and more that you want And that surprisingly, not a lot has leaked. I know what everyone knows so far, he continued, and it seemed like a lot, but it's not. It's really good. Uh, This article was from Decider.com by Leah Palmieri. Uh, but it was great. That's a great article. That's great info. I love that Dumas is such a factor to these Bravo Labs. I love how aware they are of it. That That is so exciting to me. And shout out to Dumas. By the way, I was talking to Sarah Galley, who has a podcast. She's been on the show before, and she had Dumas this week. And we were, you know, because I, I had a, not help her, but I, I, we were talking about the audio issues because she uses that voice manipulator now and how I, we, I get it. From the Dumois standpoint, it's very frustrating to have your voice bounce back at you. And then, but anyway, she sounds like she, she sounds like the killer in Silence of the Lambs. She was like, was she a big fat lady? Like, that's how Dumois' voice thing, like, I need to get a better voice manipulator for her because it makes her sound like somebody that, li- like a creep that lives in a basement. And I know she doesn't. So it's just like, it's just, just, by the way, when I say creep who lives in a basement, I'm probably referring to myself in 20 years. Um, okay, back to keeping up with the Kardashians. Last week, Natalie Franklin, we open up with shots of LA, uh, you know, and then we end up in Calabasas. And we are at, we are on the site, you guys, of Chloe's new house that she is having built. Khadija, um, the Malikas, Malika and Khadija are there. Khadija's pregnant and chloe lets us know she is getting a house right next to her mom they bought adjoining lots and i told you guys that last week but they're finally saying it on the show which is very exciting uh for all of us uh, but especially for chloe and chris so she's like me and my mom i can't believe we're going to be neighbors we're going to be sharing property lines which by the way don't you kind of i pray to god the new hulu show is kind of like 
where they hate each other as neighbors. They're like, tear down that tree, Chris. Tear down that tree or I'm going to do it myself. And they're just on acres. But I just, I, I mean, I love the thought of them. Also, I kind of love the thought of having like a bat cave, like a Kardashian cave where Chloe like takes a, like a secret elevator down and it's like all of her different faces are down there and stuff. And it's like, it's like the Chloe cave, you know? So anyways, she's showing the Khadijas, all the, uh, the Malikas and the Khadijas, the Malikas as Nori's black book calls them. She's showing them. She's like, this will be the great, the great room. And she's like, down over here will be the pavilion. Jesus God, are we really having put like, if you have a house with a pavilion, a pavilion, a pavilion. I when I grew up with like, when I if I went to a pavilion, I was going to like a movie or like a mall. She has her own pavilion. I don't see a lot of houses with their own pavilion. Like they're just like I don't even say that like pa- there's a, a pavilion's grocery store in L.A. But pavilion that just sounds like wow your own Chloe's own pavilion. She's like these are the master's quarters. This is my glam room. This is my closet, which is just like an insane amount of space. And I was like, where the fuck is Tristan's cage? Like, where can you keep Tristan caged up? And uh, she's like, Chloe's like, I love, love, love my current home. But the expansion I wanted to do on my current home was not possible for some reasons. So I had to do this. And then she's like, this will be the elevator. And this is going to be the elevator into the basement. And the Malikas are like, oh, my God, you built your dream home. And they're like crying. So they're like, they can move in eventually. Like, they got to really gas Chloe up to stay in her orbit, I think. Who knows, though? Um, and, uh, the Malika's like, oh my God, I just got chills. I just got chills, Chloe, when you said elevator. Uh, I would love to cut to the Malika's where they're living and the Malika's showing around Chloe around their condos, you know? Uh, also, by the way, Tristan, hey, fuck nut. If you are listening, if you cheat in Chloe's new house, I'll personally come over and hurt you. I will personally come over and I will give you one of the world's biggest titty twist. I will rip your titty right off. I am talking two titty twisters, Tristan. That is a mouthful. Two titty twisters, Tristan. So um, we get the opening. Dun, 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 dun. And then we, we're at Kim's house. And Scott's there. The kids are running around. Uh, and, and Scott's like, has North ever... That's a good Scott. Has North ever seen the show? Do you know how he goes? Has North ever seen the show? He kind of gets really high. And then he kind of gets innocent. But then he goes high. Has North ever seen the show, Kim? And uh, she's like, you know, North has seen clips on TikTok. And she goes, she's seen the crying scene from Bora Bora. She's actually seen all my crying scenes, Kim says. And of course, the crying scene she's talking about is like, I lost my earring. Are you kidding me? And Kim, there's people dying. Um, And she says North will come in sometimes and she'll be like, Mom, I lost my earring. It's gone. (laughs) Which is like, I think I love North. North might be the funniest kid ever if this is really what she's walking around doing and if she's making fun of kim for this i hope she is giving kanye equal shit like i hope she's like hey Con- oh i'm kanye i wore a mask for my my entire yeezus tour i didn't think the audience wanted to see my face womp womp um scott says uh you know eventually eventually they're gonna see this with us or without us uh you know and uh kim goes yeah, North is uh, going to roast me. And they're in a talking head together now. And Scott's like, yeah, I mean, I want him to see stuff. And and you can just tell Kim is thinking like you can see it in her eyes. She's thinking about the Ray J tape. She's like, fuck. Like, it seems like the first time it occurred to her that she was like, oh, yeah, there's a uh, sh- 
Uh, my kids are going to see the 20 seasons of the show and my Ray J sex tape. Oh, shit. Like, I mean, that's wild. I mean, you really feel bad for Kim in that sense unless she leaked it herself. And then it's like, well, you know, shit happens. But you... I mean, it is wild. Like, none of us really have to worry about a sex tape being discovered by our kids. Unless, you know, you guys are just amateur Kubricks over there with your cell phone and just keeping things directly on there. But you know what I'm saying? Um, Scott and Kimmer in The Talking Head, Scott says, I'm the only one who did bad shit on the show, Kim. And I was like, yeah, on the show. And they, they flash back to the Vegas episode where Scott got really drunk and like shoved money in the waiter's ha- uh, mouth. And when Rob Kardashian used to be on and they were like tackling each other. I mean, I love those seasons of the show. It was really so you get why people love them, you know, before they got insanely. Wit- you you get that they were like, it was a lot of families, I think, you know, and Scott goes, I really have some explaining to do. And Kim says, you know, when we said we we're going to stop the show, um, Scott goes, well, Mason had no reaction to it. It didn't mean anything to him, you know, but it'll matter soon. And Scott says, you know, it must be crazy as a kid. They had a real life Truman show. Scott brings up the movie, The Truman Show with Jim Carrey multiple times. And if you haven't seen The Truman Show, it's a great movie. But it also revolves around a guy, Jim Carrey, who is born into a reality show. He does not realize he is being taped for the entirety of his life. It's a great film. Um, And then... uh, uh, Scott goes, what if we named one of our kids Truman? And then Kim goes, oh my God, true, true. We named one true. And then we have a flashback of uh, Chris Jenner clips from the old, uh, from, uh, you know, years past. And we're in a new scene of the Malibu vacation home they rented. Chris comes in and goes, ah, I do not like the construction around here. She says, I do not like it. Um, look, we are here at this beautiful place and we cannot walk outside because this neighbor is in the middle of a construction project and Chloe is there and, and, uh, she says it's really bad. You know, and Chloe says, everything is fine for your own health. You have to be positive. Don't sweat the small stuff. Chloe, shut the F up. Like if I, Chloe, this episode is walking around like a gigantic self-help book and it gets annoying. Like, honestly, it, it, you know, and you, I love self-help books. I do. I love, I really do enjoy self-help books, but I rarely go around. I mean, I'll do one or two positive tips a day. And usually I'm miserable, even though I say those things, but I'll usually shout out one or two things. Chloe, this whole episode is just like, you know, live, laugh, love you guys. Don't sweat the small stuff. You know, it's better with wine. Um, And Chloe's like, I'm not sure why, but she likes to hop on the negative and turn, you know, but we got to turn negatives into positive. And we, you know, I believe, you know, we can create a shitty day or a positive day. And, you know, I'm looking at the glass half full and, you know, she's looking at like someone's drinking her fucking lemonade and let's just have fucking fun and have a nice, beautiful day. She says in a talking head. Um, and then Chris leaves and Chloe goes, holy shit. Um, But really, that wears on me when somebody says, you have the power to make it a beautiful day. You guys out there, you have a power. Do you guys know you have a power to make it a beautiful day today? Like, I'm sorry. Kind of. Like, I can fake it. I can fake a good day for you guys. But always, that's just not like you sometimes wake up in a mood and you can't shake it. Uh, The human mind is only so strong. Like, honestly. And I know Chloe can create a beautiful day when you're millions of dollars in the bank. I know that's easier to create. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, new scene. We had a Chloe flashback and she's like, I don't want to go to school when she was a kid. 
I do have to say, I want to give Chloe a huge compliment. I know we make I make fun of her face changing a lot because it does. And usually that's just like filtering and people doing weird Instagram art on her face. But I have to say, if you see pictures of her or even video of her as a kid, you know, she wasn't a looker. And she's, I think that's where she developed a really great sense of humor. And I'm talking like when she was like, like under 10, you know, I wasn't a looker as a kid either. You know, I'm still not a looker, but I got to say she has turned into a looker. I mean, like she really, the thing you can't take away from Chloe is all the hard work she does on her body. Like she works her ass off for that body. And I'm sure there's help with that as well and stuff. But like, I mean, Give credit where credit is due. If you saw her as a kid, you see her now, you would never in a million years think that was the same person. You would never think that girl turned into this girl, period. So we're in the back of uh, Chloe's house and Tristan and his friends Savas, or as I call him, Savant, is there. And uh, Chloe's like, are you excited, Savant, for our barbecue in April at the new house? And he's like, I don't think you'll be in there till late September, you know, because you're so anal. And, um, you know, and then he goes, is it bittersweet for you? I mean, I know you've lived here so long and you've really made this a home. And she goes, for sure. You know, it's but we got to we got to move out now because this house is in escrow and they need me to move out in a couple of weeks. And Chloe's like, you know, we got to move out though too, because what if we have another baby? We need more space. By the way, this house has plenty of space for another baby, but okay, let's pretend that's a reason. And, uh, Chloe says, I wanted to transition peaceful, but I have to leave in a couple weeks and I have to find a rental or a place to stay. You know, once again, it's gotta be have so nice to have money because that's a worry, but you know, once you have that place decided you're not really packing. You're just pointing at things and having people do the work. You know, that's we saw that on a couple episodes ago with Chris Jenner as well, where it was just people just packing around her and she's like, I'm so stressed. Um, Chloe um, bought the house first, uh, fresh out of her divorce. Uh, we find out from her first husband, Lamar Odom. And, uh, you know, she says change is a good thing. And, 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 Tristan all of a sudden goes into the house and he's like taking pictures of the weekly flowers that, that uh, Chloe has in there. And he's like taking pictures. He's like, this will be perfect by my sink. He opens her fridge. I'm going to Instacart all of this. And he's then taking pictures of a mirror and he's like, Oh yeah, you can move this into my house. And he comes outside and, and uh, Chloe's like, where you been using the restroom? He's like, yeah, this is when we know this is the fake storyline. Cause they can't really act. And by the way, also, we know if Tristan does wander off by himself and he comes back, uh, Chloe ain't asking if he went to the restroom. Chloe's like, give me your fucking phone. Are you talking to anybody on there? Who who send you nudes? Let me see your phone. Open up your DMs right now. Like if Tristan's by himself around Chloe, that's a huge mistake. So that's why we know this is a fake scene. Um, Tristan and his friend Savant say, uh, you know, it'll be great to move. You have so many bees and bugs here. And Chloe goes, I love flowers. That's what makes this place so enchanting. And then Tristan all of a sudden is taking photos of the, the roof, the lights on the roof. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I was just, uh, I saw a chipped crack there. I was going to fake. It's really fake, you guys. New scene. We're with Kim and Scott again. Kim and Scott are filming a lot together. And uh, Scott points at her arms and Kim's like, yeah, 10 pounds down. And uh, that's a divorce diet right there, folks. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a divorce diet. Scott says, you know, you know how we said the kids haven't seen the show? I was thinking before everything ends, I want to show the kids where they came from and 
grow, where they grew up. And, you know, we have the most luxurious home videos from when they grew up. You know, I wanted to show them what side of town we lived in and where we had these really big moments in our lives. And uh, Scott's like, you know, we have to go to our house in Beverly Hills. Um, and we flash back to Kim's first house in Beverly Hills. And Kim's like, God, we thought we had made it back then. And look at, you know, but it is really like a holy shit moment because that was a beautiful house in Beverly Hills. And you now they have fucking pavilions, you guys. Chloe is there, too, on this scene. There's a flashback of Kim and the house again. Uh, they're like, we need to show the kids the dash store flashbacks to them fighting in the dash store. There was a lot of flashbacks in this. And usually I don't like that, but I kind of like the flashbacks in this episode. Um, and Scott goes, uh, I was like, oh my God, Scott, you got to show him your first dealer's house. You got to show him where you got the blow. You know, kids, this is where when mom, when mom and me first split up, I, uh, I spent a lot of money at this house. Damn. I'm really loving my Scott impression. Uh, we're at a new scene, Malibu vacation home. Chloe asked Kim, Kim, what's your favorite birth year? Was it 27, 28? Kim was like, nah, maybe 10. Courtney said, it could be now, even though I know it's not. And then all of a sudden we get into this conversation, this fight, you guys. And Court all of a sudden goes, did, did your nanny ever say anything to you? And Kim goes, yeah, she was crying. She thought she was going to lose her job. And I'm like, holy shit, what's going on here? Court says, we had a thing and we didn't talk to her and I didn't tell you yet. And Kim says, she felt so degraded by you, Courtney. You told her, you yelled at her and told her to keep her voice down. And then get this, you guys, get this. Rain goes, uh, she goes, Rain is her youngest. And she goes, Rain is big on me confronting people in front of him. Which, by the way, I think because that kid is a little demon. He is a little Mowgli from Jungle Book. Remember when he had long hair and it just like it looked like he just jumped on people? I'm telling you, that kid is a potential monster. I know all kids are beautiful, but I'm telling like this even solidifies it. Rain is big on me confronting people in front of him. And he goes, you know, he'll always be like, Penelope said this. Will you correct her in front of me? And he wants to know I have his back, Courtney says. And and uh, so he asked me to say to the nanny right now what she was doing wrong. And Kim was like, and Courtney's like, I wish we could have talked in private, but Rain wanted it. And Courtney's like, the pastor even was shocked at how she was talking to me, Kim. And I cannot believe the pastor said, I cannot believe the nanny would speak like this. I told her to lower her voice. Kim said she was making plans to go home. She thought she was fired. And court says, if you want to work with her, great, but I never would. And, uh, Courtney says, Courtney says, Oh, she's a liar. And, uh, Oh no. Courtney says that the, she came in and told also that said rain was a liar. And Courtney was like, you're going to call my five-year-old a liar. And court says, I don't want to talk about this with you, Kim, because you just don't get it. And Kim says, well, I'm going to keep her. I like to keep my staff for a long time. And and Kim goes, court, you can't even keep a nanny. And court says, you keep rejecting all your bullshit on me. Look in the mirror, Kim. And Kim goes, I do every five minutes. Oh, and Courtney like storms out of the room. It is so iconic, this scene. It is so good. It is like Kim has her number and Courtney just, and by the way, the only reason I'm like really kind of not even going hard on Courtney, but I will say I have firsthand accounts from people that have worked with her that she's not great. 
she's not great to her employees. Like she does bullshit. And like that, I get it. When you invite people into your home, strangers, potentially, you have two decisions. You have a decision to be nice. You have a decision not to be nice. But I also know from Courtney's, like what we see of her, she is a private person. She likes to just sit there, poke at her salad and stare at her phone and uh, have her kids run around. I get that. But I also think Courtney is just not that kind of person that is out outwardly nice to people that uh, aren't Travis Barker, you know? Um, so Courtney storms off and uh, we're back in the Malibu vac- vacation home after the break. And Kim goes, I know it was hurtful that I said she can't keep an employee. It's not that I don't believe her in this situation, but she's like, Chloe, maybe go check on her. But you know, Chloe, when you do have my back a little bit and Chloe says energy, the energy is so infectious. You know, everyone in this house is negative. So Chloe already with her self-help bullshit and Courtney goes in and she's kind of crying in a closet, looking at her phone. (laughs) And, um, Chloe's Courtney's like, she uses this stuff against you. Why does she treat family like that? It's so fucked up. I can't be around that energy right now. This problem is this family is such a, it has a bad quality. And that's why I removed myself. Like see three or four seasons ago, Courtney finally got a therapist. And like, so now I always in scenes, I just hear the therapist speaking out of Courtney. It's like a ventriloquist dummy where she's like, um, I think the energy is bad out of there. Courtney's like, the energy is bad here. It's, it's really, it's a fascinating thing. More money, more problems. Um, the problem, yeah, so Chloe says, well, that's great, but, you know, I'm not the one involved in this right now. I'm checking in on you. I think it's okay to say to calmly to Kim, to someone, you know, that you can't personally be around that. And Courtney's like, yeah, and she's just looking at her phone the whole time. She does this a couple times this episode where Courtney will never look you in the eye, it seems like. She just looks down at her phone. I think there is something psychological there, like she's uncomfortable to make contact with with people, I think. There's something there. So we're in a new scene with Scott and Penelope and Mason and Rain, that little monster, all of Scott and Courtney's kids. And they're doing the tour. And they're like, this is where Mason was born and where we lived. It was our first townhouse. You know, you want to see the house where your mom and dad first started their love affair, which is very weird to call it a love affair when the mom and dad aren't together anymore. I just feel like it gives these young kids a weird impression. Do you think the kids are scared of Travis Barker? Like, do you think Mason is like, I bet Mason's on his dad's side. Like, I bet Scott, like, Scott and Mason's like, Mason's like, I don't want you with my mom. I want you, I want, I want mom with my dad, Scott. Like, I really do believe I would be like that if I was Mason. Uh, Scott's like, we had such an amazing time living in a townhouse with Chloe. Chloe, You know, we lived with Chloe and we had really big moments in our lives. Um, You know, I'm thankful to the people, you know, that are living here now. They let us cruise in and tour it. And Kim brought her kids over. But where the fuck is Courtney? Like, is she on like a push assignment? Like, why wasn't Courtney in this scene? Um, she's like, aunt Coco lived in here, but we never saw her. She would just burn candles and sit in her bed all day, which was like a really kind of sick burn. But I think he was just telling the truth. Um, and he's like, Coco moved out and you moved into this room. Mason flashback to Scott showing Courtney the crib he built, which was like a really sweet scene. Honestly, this was one of the best times of our lives when we lived here. And then we see Kim showing North. This was Annie Courtney's room. Um, 
you know, the, the, and Scott's like, the bathroom has changed. And Mason goes, of course it has dad. And rain, that little monster is just going into the closet. They're like, rain, you can't go into their closet. It's not your house. And, uh, they're going over the balcony and, um, Scott goes one time mom got mad at me and took all my clothes and threw it off this balcony. And rain's like, dad, I want a snack. And, 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 uh, and Mason and rain are kind of like hitting each other. And Scott goes, the kids aren't grasping how special this is. Kim says, I think it meant more to Scott and I than it did them. And Scott says, we need to find something. You know what? I'll show them clips of the show and, and they'll take that in. Maybe they'll love that. And rain keeps saying, I want snacks, dad. And he's like, I'll make, I'll make you somewhere at home. And rain goes, there's snacks in their kitchen. <laughs> it's like, it's not your kitchen kid. Get the F out. New scene, Courtney's house. Kim comes in and Kim goes, court. I haven't seen you in a bit. So wanted to come and say, hi, sorry for arguing and bringing up other topics than the fight in that argument the other night. And court goes, you're making up a bunch of stuff. Are you just spewing out bullshit to piss me off? Or are you just really think I'm denigrating nannies? And Kim goes, well, you know, more probably just pissing you off. And court goes, I don't know why we do that in this family. And Kim goes, I learned it from you. And she goes, yeah, I used to do it all the time. I learned it from mom. Why can't we say, how is your combo with my nanny? And just kind of have it be that. And, you know, I could say that and you could be like, you know, Kim said, oh, and then be like, oh, it's really weird. Kim is kind of just like has this smile on her face like, Sure, Court, whatever you want. Like, it's like really, like, it's a kind, I think I'm reading this right. But Kim's like, yeah, um, okay. And Courtney's like, yeah, why can't the tone be that? It's not a good way to be. And Kim is looking down. She goes, yeah. Kim says, I thought a lot about this and I see both sides. And in a talking head, she goes, I feel guilty that I did contribute to this negativity. And Courtney goes, as a family, we should work on that. And Kim goes, yeah, we should. <laughs> Court says, uh, I'm glad you came over and that you agree that the things that you say are hurtful. I want to change it as well. Um, and Courtney in a talking head goes, the fights with me and Kim wouldn't get near as bad as if we learned to communicate. And Court goes, thanks for coming, Kim. I appreciate it. And she's just looking at her phone. Like she's staring at her phone going, Kim, I appreciate you. Like Kim could have just done this on FaceTime. I'm assuming it was for the show. Um, and Kim says, well, fights are our thing, which it kind of is at this point. Remember last season or two seasons ago when they, they started punching each other in Chloe's place? Oh, iconic chloe is talking to someone uh moving and she's like i'm determining uh more storage pieces chris is facetiming her like how you feel today bub and she's like ah oh, i didn't sleep last night it's the final day in my house and it's just really sad i found a run rental moving just sucks you know but this is the first house i built on my own i built this amazing fortress there's been so much change for true this house she was born in and we have a bunch of clips of true running around the house um, I know what I, I'm glad that Chloe has not moved into the new house yet. We know that because I want Chloe to be in that house and like determine what she's going to do with Tristan. I don't want Tristan mucking that new fortress up for Tr Chloe, you know? 
Um, but Chloe says, again, I think it would be really nice of her to have a bro or sister or someone to grow up with that's close in age. I'm telling you guys, I bet you any day we are getting a Chloe announcement that she had a surrogacy and she has a new child. I bet you, I bet you anything. I bet you anything. Um, and Chloe goes, hopefully my next house will have more beautiful memories. Uh, new scene, Court says, <laughs> they're at the Malibu vacation house. And Court just goes, I just had a sharp pain in my vagina. And Scott goes, has that ever happened before? And she's like, no, I just think I'm out of sorts. <laughs> Court says, um, I've been thinking a lot about negativity after the fight with Kim. And Kim and Chloe are there. You know, and she goes, we talked to someone like you should already know, you know, we should talk better. I don't think we realize how much we bring this negativity. And now that I am aware of how often we all do this, including myself, I don't want to pass this on to my kids. Courtney, it's too late with that monster rain. It's too late. Chloe says, just tell me in the moment when I act like that. I don't want to act like that. That's how I learn. And Court says, we should have a negativity jar and put money in it. Which is like, oh, Jesus, now I'm just going to break into that house to get a negativity jar because I'll be a millionaire. Chloe goes, I love that. It's a great visual to make us aware all the time. This is the shit they do when you have money, folks. You have negativity jars. Like a swear jar, sure. Now we're having negativity jars? Come on! It's like just a bunch of Bitcoin in there. My negativity, I'm going to sell the neg- I'm gonna sell the Kardashian uh, uh, negativity jar as an NFT. Um and they're like, Chris, we need to tell Chris. She just needs to get used to it. And Chloe goes, we have all the ability, uh, the ability to be negative. Um, it might stem from my mom just a little bit, which they keep bringing up their mom, which is hysterical because we see Chris on the show as kind of like, ah, this kind of like old biddy in a way and just so proud. And so, and I love, they keep, we don't really get to see the full Chris Jenner. Remember, Chris Jenner is a shark. She is one of the best business minds in the country. The where they have gotten is purely because of Chris Jenner, and we do not get to see a tenth of that. And the fact that they keep saying that Chris is so negative, come on, I want to see that. Chloe says, you know, we need a jar and we put money in and we staple the name and whoever has the less names in that gets the money from the jar. Um, and uh, Scott's going, then they share this little story where Penelope told Mason, um, Mason, you lay down, I'll pack for you. And they say she's like an 80 year old trapped in a kid's body, which is, I could see that. Penelope does literally look like an old soul. Uh, new scene Chloe and Savant and Tristan. Uh, they go, Chloe goes over to Tristan's and she's like, huh, I smell the vibe. Where did you get these candles? And he goes, Pinterest. And Sa- Savant says, leveling up. And Tristan goes, more grown-up vibes in here. And Chloe says, Tristan has incredible taste, but this is the first time. It's like it's like he's, you know, she's going into the fridge and she's seen all her food in there. And the pantry has all the labels. And Chloe goes, are you on my Pinterest board? And he goes, no. And then he goes, you see those Baccarat glasses? And Chloe goes, these are mine. And he goes, do you like how I put this house together? Maybe I could be an interior designer one day. And she goes, yeah, you just need a ghostwriter. And so Chloe doesn't seem thrilled. And it seems like it doesn't really get that Tristan's doing this for her. Um, 
And she's like, the house is beautiful because it's pretty much a replica of the things I've done in my house. He's just copying the things I do and like. And then he, she sees the lights in the backyard. He got the idea from her place. He's not. She's not getting that this was like a sweet gesture, even though we all hate Tristan and he can die. Um, new clip, uh, new scene. We get clips of all the kids growing up. Kim comes into the Malibu vacation home. She's in this really sexy, really powder blue outfit. And uh, Courtney says, you look really hot. You should take a photo outside. Chris is there. Chloe is there. Uh, Chloe says, I am going to do a lecture. Here is the negativity jar. Um, You know, if you come in, what are you wearing? What did you do to your hair? You know, um, if you say something negative about anything like that, you put in a one or a five or a hundred. I love that she threw in, put a hundred in there. Like they literally carry around hundreds. And you write your name like Chris and you staple it and, you know, whoever wins, whoever has the less names in there gets money. And hopefully that'll change the attitudes of the house. Uh, Courtney says, speak in a way, you know, that you should know better. And guess where we've all learned it? And Chris raises her hand and Courtney says it's generational and gets passed down. And Chris in a talking head says, I don't want to be a negative Nancy and pass it down to my grandchildren. I don't want to be a neg- no negative Nelly. I want to be a positive person. I'm going to work on it. Hopefully I'll get better. And Chris compliments Chloe and uh, and she goes, why isn't there a positivity jar? And Chloe goes, we should have one. Whatever. New scene. Tristan is with Kim. Kim is on the phone with Jessica, a lawyer, and they're going over some of her prison reform things about talking to a, a prisoner named Julia. And, you know, and talking to the governor and she gets off the phone and Tristan's like, what's going on? Kim's like, "Eh, it's my side hustle in regards to prison reform. And Tristan's like, yeah, most most side hustles are selling shoes or bubble gums. Nobody's selling bubble gums as a side hustle. Are you fucking out of your mind, Tristan? A a bubble gum side hustle? Imagine if I tried to sell you guys bubble. Hey, so bad. It's good. Bubble gums. That's my side hustle. Uh, Kim goes, Mike. Side hustle consumes me. By the way, Tristan's side hustle is actually fucking other girls on clothes. You know, um, Kim says, I want to do too much. I always have to keep my phone on because prisoners only get one phone call. And you think about that. That is really true. I got to say, I really am really proud of Kim. She really has done so, so much. It really is cool. Um, Tristan goes, anyways, so Chloe came over to my house the other day and she she's like, this stuff looks familiar. And Kim says, like she thought you were like, you know, uh, copying her style a bit. And Tristan says, you know, I was just trying to make her feel comfortable. And Kim says, just tell her it's an extent. Your home is an extension of her home. This is, this is so dumb. It's like, who doesn't get this? Come on. And Kim in the talking head goes, I feel bad for Tristan. He tries so hard. He just wants her to be happy. It's the cutest thing ever. Does she not see that? Maybe it's the fact that he fucking cheated on her publicly so many times. Why are, what are we not getting? Am I being gaslit by Kim? Like one of these, I mean, this is ridiculous. Or as Scott would say, this is ridiculous. Uh, And he goes, I just want to make her comfortable and get a little mushy. So she'll soften up on me. And he goes, I'll talk to her. Hopefully she'll understand. And Kim goes, she'll be cool. New scene. We're at Kim's house. All the kids are on that big, gigantic sectional they have. And Scott's up there. He's like really hyped up. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands and feet in the sofa. I'm going to be bringing you through the past. 
We have rules. Don't watch the show that we filmed for 15 years, but here are so many amazing things we have experienced while we filmed, but we broke it down in small clips for you guys so you can see. And, uh... You know, he's like, since they're born, you know, they were born in front of the cameras, you know, sitting them in a movie theater and showing them highlights. He brings up the Truman Show again. Courtney is there. Kim is there. All the kids are there. And uh, and he's like, please watch the feature. And I was just thinking, it's like the like I, I this is such a cool idea. And I love this scene. But, you know, you know, it's like some dude edited this to edited this together that works on the show. Like they didn't have anything to do with this really, I don't think, you know, and I wish they would have, but they this is probably something that was presented to Scott and, and Kim and says, Oh, that's a good idea. And then they just had to show up, you know. We get a scene the the scene of Courtney's water breaking. We get to see the scene, you guys, of Courtney literally whip, ripping Mason out from her vagina. Remember they showed that? It was so amazing. I got to hand it to Courtney. Courtney literally yanked Mason from her vagina and just like stared at him. It was so wild. Penelope says, tell me. Penelope is like, tell me when this is over. I got to say, this was a really nice scene. Court says, it's nice to show so many kids their moments on the show they don't know about because they're so young. We don't want to expose the kids to the show and just wanted them to have a normal childhood. Normal, ch- come on, normal childhood. Give me a break. But it's so cute. And um, it's, you know, awesome that we can show the kids. Courtney is kind of crying and, uh, and Penel- they say Penelope's crying too. Penelope, why are you crying? She goes, my eyes are watering because it's so disgusting. <laughs> that was brilliant. Like, that kid is funny as hell. These kids really have a great sense of humor. Uh, we get to see Kim pregnant, season eight, episode 18. And she says to the camera, I'm so excited, North, for you to meet your dad. He's on a plane. He's going to land now. And um, Penelope's like, North, that's you. Kim, by the way, is in full glam during the delivery. Did you notice that? And Kim says, I'm glad we take the time to enjoy these moments and these memories with our kids. All these memories that we had with these kids, it's so special to see. Um, you know, we see uh, Saint in Kim's belly. Uh, we see Penelope slap Scott in this really cute scene. Uh, and we hear Penelope say, I love you. And she's like, I love you. And it's very cute. Scott says, it's so awesome to let the kids see where they're missing in all these years. And they're going to remember this. I, I was like, oh, they should show Mason doing horrible TikTok dancing, but they didn't. Uh, or show Tristan cheating on Chloe. That's Uncle Tristan. He's a dirtbag. Scott says, it brought me back a lot of amazing memories when life was just more simple. I really do value that more than anything else in the entire world. I really do think he does appreciate these memories. I'm not making fun of that. I really do believe that. Um... And Scott goes, okay, that was a little peak of the show. Maybe in a few years, we'll give you more. I know you liked what you saw. And uh, new scene, Tristan and Chloe and Savant. Um, they're at Tristan's house again. He has new wallpaper up. He's like, yeah, I want a chic masculine touch. Hopefully, and he goes, Chloe, hopefully I didn't offend you with taking all of your ideas. It's for you and true. Duh. Like, duh. This duh. This scene is duh. Chloe says, I'm not mad. I was just confused. I think it's really cute that you pay attention and listen and do the things that I like. And, um, they're in a talking head together. And Chloe goes, it's really thoughtful. It's a huge selfless gesture. And, uh, Tristan's like, yeah, I want to be good as I can for Chloe and true. I want you to feel comfortable. I got you. We are a team. And this is the, in the talking head and Chloe goes, 
thank you. And she kind of just looks just tired. You know, I, I just feel like this relationship is potentially spiritually exhausting. And that is the end of this episode. You guys, the next week's episode, we have, uh, Chris's 65th birthday and Kim is divining, designing 65 looks. Uh, Kenny Kendall Jenner is turning 25. We find out Kim's results for taking the baby bar, which is what you take before the, the actual real bar, the, the grown up. Do they call the bar the grown up, the adult bar? Uh, but we'll find out if she passed, which I don't think she did because they, they left it. I don't know. So anyways, and also North is feeling sick in next week's episode. So protect North at all costs and protect this audience with all costs. You guys, I hope you have the best weekend in front of you, uh, ahead of you. Um, uh, thank you so much for this week that you have given me. Uh, I'm always around if you need me. Uh, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com for emails uh, and all of that jazz. I love you and I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye. Betches.